Chris Campbell, and on behalf of Atalanta, welcome to the first episode of Meet the Maker. In this podcast series, we'll take a closer look at different specialty food products imported by Atalanta and get to know the producers a little bit better. But before we get started, please share this episode with friends, family, and colleagues. We'd like to get the word out about this new platform. Never Share helps us with the organic growth we need to really get the message out there. So thank you for that. Today, we'll be speaking with Sebastian Lodge with Entremont and Sodial about their French cheese offerings. But first, I'd like to welcome Atalanta Director of Marketing, Marissa DeMeo, to the show. Marissa, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Marissa DeMeo, and I am the Director of Marketing at Atalanta Corporation. I have been with Atalanta for about seven and a half years, and Atalanta has been around for over 75 years. They are the largest privately held specialty food importer in North America, and they specialize in cheese and specialty grocery items. So it's a very large company, and I have had the pleasure of of leading the marketing efforts for them now, as I said, for quite some time. Thanks for introducing yourself, Marissa. And I was hoping that you could explain Atalanta's French Connection program. Yes, absolutely. So because Atalanta is an importer, we have the opportunity to bring an authentic premium experience to the consumers in America with authentic premium items. Entremont is one supplier that we partnered with to bring you premium French cheeses, such as Emmental, Brie, and Comté. But in addition to that, we also looked at other items that are in the Atalanta de Medici portfolio. De Medici is another arm of Atalanta that specializes in premium goods. So we are bringing you mustards, olive oils, and salts that are straight from France. And you put all of these items together And you have this premium, authentic experience. And we're developing recipes to make sure that you know how to use those items together for those authentic experiences. Awesome. And where can listeners go to actually find some of these products on shelves? Well, we are all over nationwide, but for the mustards, the uh, Olivier olive oils, and the salts, you could definitely find us at locations like Williams-Sonoma and Whole Foods. Um, we have de Medici items available through our e-commerce website as well. So you can go straight to demedici.com. And then for Entremont cheeses, we are at various retailers across the nation. You can also reach out to us at Atalanta and we'll be happy to direct you to where to go to purchase those in your area. So for someone that's looking to, you know, enjoy the French Connection program and really experience what Atalanta is trying to put together here, what would you suggest they do? Oh, great question. So I would say we have partnered with many retailers so that when you're even in the store, perusing the store, or maybe perusing it on their website, the French Connection campaign will be loud and expansive. So you have to look for the content in the store and through social media campaigns. Make sure that you're taking advantage of our wonderful recipes that we have available and just be on the lookout for that signage. We're trying to always take advantage of retailing and merchandising in store. The cheeses right next to these wonderful accompaniments that we were talking about before, the mustards, the olive oils, and the salt. So it should be very prominent in store and on many social media uh, handles. Thanks for sharing, Marissa. And now I'd like to introduce Sebastian Lodge. Sebastian is America's sales director for Sodial, and I'll allow him to introduce himself in his own words. So I've been working in the specialty cheese industry for the past 10 years. Uh, I studied in France. Uh, I worked for Broker, representing 12 French independent dairies and developing their business through the European market mainly. Uh, then I had the opportunity to develop this business in the States. So I moved uh, in the U.S. six years ago now. 
and it's been about two years that I joined Sodial, which is the largest dairy cop in France, to overview their activity here in the U.S. as their sales director for the Americas. And can you also give us a history of Entremont and Sodial, as you said, and a little bit of background on them for our listeners who may not be completely aware of, you know, the French cooperative? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Entremont was founded in 1948 by three brothers. Uh, actually, the name of the company, Entremont, it means between mountain in French, but uh, it's primarily their family name. It's the, the actual name of the three brothers. Uh, the company is located in Nancy. Uh, the, the, the name of Nancy, the town, might sound familiar to some of uh, the listeners. Uh, if we have skiers or snowboarders in the French Institute community, uh, as it's located in the French Alps, uh, close to Chamonix and Mont Blanc, uh, where you have plenty of ski resorts. That's mainly what this town is known for. Uh, and then in uh, 2011, Entremont joined the Sodial Coop uh, as their main business unit for the specialty cheese activities. So Sodial is really the dairy coop. So all the farmers of the coop just deliver their milk to Sodial. And then Entremont is the business unit that handles their cheese activity. And can you talk a little bit more about the cooperative aspect of Entremont and how that works and how the farmers kind of, you know, basically bring that dairy in and then, you know, from farm to, you know, the table with the cheese product? So the, the co-op uh, model is pretty much the same as here in the U.S. Uh, so the Sodial Coop uni- unites 17,000 milk producers that delivers their milk every day inside it's a pool of milk that is owned by the co-op. And then being part of this co-op, Entremont is sourcing the milk from the members to produce uh, its range of cheeses. So on top of valorizing the work of those farmers, it also guarantees the highest quality of the milk, the raw material, and uh, its traceability, uh, as we can trace which farmer delivered which milk for which product that, that guarantees a perfect traceability of our production. And I think a lot of people will definitely identify with that American style cooperative. You know, they're familiar with that in the United States and to see that, you know, there's a French counterpart for that. But I think a lot of people in both situations look really to the farms themselves and the farmers and the dairy operators that are actually, you know, producing that milk. So could you speak a little bit more about the farmers involved, maybe some of the uh, ethos and the, the background there that kind of explains what these farmers are about and, you know, how that translates into the products overall. So as I told you, it's, the model is pretty close to the US one. So you have the farmers that produce the milk, they are the milk producers, and then the company that actually transforms the milk uh, into cheese and the cheese facility. And this cheese facility being inside the cup, they are, they are also owned by the farmers. So it's a really integrated model in that aspect. Uh, then regarding how it, the farmers are involved in the Entremont brand and company, as I told you, there are 17,000 milk producers in the COP, and most of them, they are working on farms that are family businesses with an average of 70 cows on the farm. So I would say it's on the smaller side compared to what we can find here in the US uh, in terms of the size of farms. Um, those farms in France, they are usually transmitted through generation to keep the family tradition alive. But at the same time, the new generation of farmers, they are kind of bringing their own touch uh, to the farming lifestyle uh, with specific focus on like nowadays uh, topics like sustainability, transparency. So as I told you, uh, we can, thanks to 
the co-op model we can trace where the milk comes from, and that's definitely more transparent than it has been in the past. Uh, and this transparency also guarantees more food safety. That is definitely a big topic uh, nowadays. So in talking to you here, I'm hearing, you know, family farms, high quality, and a bunch of different products and items, well, not products, but a bunch of different, you know, factors that are coming together that seems to make the Entremont brand special. But in your mind, what really makes that brand stand out compared to its competitors? Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I would say our core value and, and what really sets us apart is to be a cop. It's really something that is involved in every aspect of our, our activity. Uh, the COB model means that the company is owned by the farmer. So our mission is to make sure that we keep their interests in mind and that we valorize their activity for them to be able to sustain it over the years. Uh, for the last, uh, let's say, 10 years, the dairy industry has been facing a lot of challenges in France, but also in Europe and I'm sure in the US. And really making this activity sustainable over the years is our main focus. That's definitely, I would say, the main thing that differentiates us from competition. And uh, a second one, I would say, would be our territorial anchorage. Uh, over France, we have 41 cheese factories under like, the Sodial Coop. Uh, and this definitely helps keeping some dynamism in smaller French regions, uh, by keeping jobs actually in the, in the French countryside. So that's also something very important for us. So I'd like to switch gears a little bit. And I know that it's been a week or so since the Suez Canal was cleared, but in a lot of ways, it was just a kind of tip of the iceberg there for a bunch of shipping and transport issues that kind of stem from the COVID-19 pandemic. So I was wondering if you could explain how Sodial and Entremont dealt with these kinds of shipping issues and if it affected your business in any meaningful way. Yeah, so you said it, uh, the Suez Canal issue comes right after the covid uh, in terms of logistics, that has like, a lot of different impacts on our activity. Uh, first, the COVID, it slowed, I guess, all business activities around the world. Uh, it slowed down the exchanges, which means that uh, less shipments were coming into Europe. And the result of this is less containers being available for us to ship outside of Europe. So being uh, a company that exports their cheese, not having containers to ship products is definitely a major issue. Uh, and then on top of this, you now we have the Suez Canal issue that has put even more pressure on the supply chain uh, with vessels arriving late at the port, difficulties for boats to even reach the port because there is a lot of congestions now in French ports. Uh, so the, this is a very bad timing, I would say, as uh, we were starting to see some signs that the activity was coming back, uh, but now we struggle to just ship products here in the US. So that's definitely a struggle. And then in terms of what did we do to try and anticipate or at least go through those crises? Uh, well, we try to be flexible, looking at other ports in Europe. So our main shipping port is Le Havre in France, but then we also have several other options uh, across Europe. We are looking at other options. Uh, if they have more availabilities, ships shipping and containers available. Uh, we also try to be as accurate as possible in terms of forecast to book our containers well in advance and try to be sure to be on top of the list uh, when the containers gets actually available. And the last one we can do is like try and prioritize some of the shipments 
working with customers to understand the emergency of the request. Uh, the very last option that we try to avoid because it's not very cost effective, but uh, air shipments can also sometimes be a solution here, bring products uh, quicker. So I'm hoping that abates quickly, you know, with the COVID pandemic seeming to come to an end. And we're hoping that the market kind of opens up a little bit more. But another thing that happened with the COVID-19 pandemic is it did force a lot of companies to kind of shift their operating models. And, you know, one of the things I've found talking to food industry executives over the last year is that a lot of the times it didn't really change the plan so much as push them forward a little bit more quickly. And talking to you before uh, this recording today, you had mentioned that, you know, Entremont pivoted during the pandemic to make a larger focus on retail sales. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about how the pandemic accelerated those plans and, you know, some of your thinking behind, you know, making that shift from food service to including retail sales as well. Uh, so pushing our retail range or actually developing a retail range uh, has definitely been a top priority for our company, even before the pandemic started. Uh, the first priority is to develop our brand visibility here in the US. And uh, we feel that doing so through bulk items or in-store cut and drop programs, that can be a little challenging from time to time. So we definitely started developing a range of retail pre-pack items right before the pandemic. Uh, but as you said, uh, the pandemic hit, COVID-19 is here and definitely put a big slowdown in all the food service activities, giving us even more time, I would say, to focus and really accelerate our plan to develop those prepack items. Uh, so that's really what we've been focusing on this past year. And now we are happy to be able to come up with products that are probably more in adequation with what customers are looking for now. And what are those types of cheeses that customers are looking for right now? Can you uh, share with us any types of cheeses that you're really seeing strong demand for on the Entremont brand? Mm -hmm. Cheese that are versatile in a way. I can use this word. So, I mean, cheese that can be used in several ways uh, through the day. Like, for example, a cheese that can be used for snacking during the day, but at the same time that can be used on a cheese board uh, for, like, an evening with friends or slices in a sandwich. So really a cheese you can eat through the day. It's going to be probably the same product, but you have several applications to it. That's something that is kind of important for consumers nowadays. And even for B2B customer, your restaurant, they, they, they can't afford to have like 10 different types of cheese for 10 different use. They would rather have one cheese that could be cooked in several ways. So that's something we've been trying to answer with our range of products, uh, as well as, as I just say, pre-pack item. That's something that has been growing tremendously this past year. Uh, pre-pack items, items that are in a ready-to-sell pack, ready-to-sell case. The retailer has just like receiving the case, put it in the shelf, and the products are ready to sell straight to the consumers. I guess this answer a lot of requests in terms of food safety because you don't have a lot of people touching the products uh, from the production to the actual point of sales. So being pre-packed is definitely a guarantee for food safety for the end consumer. And that has been a very important one lately. 
And what about new varieties or even existing varieties that you're pushing forward? I know you're saying that we have the pre-pack that's big, but what about different types? I know in conversations we had before this, uh, Comte was one of the ones that came up. So I was wondering if you can explain a little bit about, you know, Entremont's thinking on that product and some other cheese types that you're seeing demand for or that you're launching in the near future. Yeah. Uh, so our company, Entremont, uh, in France, we are known for mainly two products, uh, the French Emmental, which is kind of a Swiss cheese, as you call it here, and Comté, uh, which is more of a specialty cheese, a mountain cheese, so hard cheese. Uh, this is a product that we've been trying to push a lot lately. Uh, let's say a little bit higher end, more into the specialty cheese industry, uh, trying to like, push the traditions of France and through this type of cheese that are produced in very specific regions uh, the regions where Entremont is from, especially from the Alps, uh, those are our main focus uh, today. Uh, as you said, we are also launching new products. Uh, we are looking at launching a new pre-pack uh, brie. Uh, so French brie is definitely a staples uh, when it comes to cheese. Like most of people would know brie. That's, that's one of our main items. Uh, and we are launching now um, 8.8 ounces. Uh, that will be available in retail. Uh, and I think it has the versatility I was talking about before. So you can put it directly from its box on the cheese plate. You can also just spread it into your sandwich or I don't know, do a mini baked brie. Uh, that's a lot of different application that the consumer can actually uh, produce out of one single piece of cheese that he buys at his store. So I guess the last question I have for you today, Sebastian, is just where do you see the Entremont brand growing over the next few years? I know that COVID kind of upended things, but now that we're kind of coming to the end of the pandemic here, what kind of growth pattern do you see for the company and what kind of new products, et cetera, do you think that Entremont will kind of expand into as the years go on here? So as you said, the COVID-19 definitely uh, slowed us down this past year, but it was really the beginning, the beginning for the Entremont brand in terms of launch of the brand so we are just delaying the launch of the brand more than stopping it uh, at the middle of it and then having to start everything from scratch again so for us we just see it as a delay and now 2021 will be the year where we're going to focus on the brand and where we will find it way more available on the market so our goal for the years to come i would say uh, it's definitely to be the go-to brand when a consumer thinks French cheese, uh, we would like him to think Entremont. Uh, Entremont has really uh, as a mission to be the French cheese supplier here in the US. Uh, we have a lot of French cheese uh, we import here in the US. Uh, we want to focus first on our core products. Those are the French Emmental, Comté, and French Brie. Those are the three core products we want to focus in. And then as soon as like, the momentum start building up, we will be able to bring other products from France, like blue cheese. We have flavored cheeses, melting cheeses. We have plenty of specialties, French specialties to bring to the table. Uh, and that, that is definitely where we are looking. Thanks again for your time today, Sebastian. Uh, for our listeners, if they want to learn more about Entremont, where can they go? We do have a website. Uh, we have so the entremont.com website. Uh, we also have uh, an Instagram account, entremont underscore fr, uh, where you can find products, recipes, uh, different info about our products and where to find them. 
So that wraps it up for the first ever Meet the Maker podcast from Atalanta. Please follow, like, subscribe, and share if you haven't already, and I'll catch you next month. Until next time, this is Chris Campbell, signing off.